Hey everybody and welcome to episode 75 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. I'm your host Jake Fowler. I have joining me today Nelson Beltijar. He asked me to tell it like that by the way. Nelson is an empowerment coach and a resilient expert. Love that. Want to dive deeper into what that means. Uh, I have some kind of background into, into Nelson's background, a man who's been through a heck of a lot and has given him a, a whole new perspective on life. But Nelson is also the man behind a blog and a YouTube channel called The Positive Drip. Nelson, brother, there's a bit of back and forth on this, wasn't there? Real pleasure to have you here. Real pleasure to have you on the show. How are you this evening? I know it's uh, midnight there, actually. Hey, handsome Jake. How are you? Thanks for having me <laughs> on right, your show. How are you? Thanks for having Thanks. me on your show. We're at mm. the right place at the right time, and it's supposed to happen right now. And exactly uh, I, I, let's, let's have a great time, my friend. Yeah. So tell me, Nelson, you know, back in 2016, you were diagnosed with cancer. That really knocked you, didn't it? I mean, even into 2018, two years later, you still weren't actually working. You were wheelchair bound. It really, it really came. I mean, did it come as a shock to you? What kind of lifestyle were you living when, when that happened? Were you living a healthy lifestyle and unhealthy lifestyle? What was kind of going on there in the background at that time? Oh, well, Jake, thanks for asking. It's a great question. And you know what? Before I start, if I could just talk to your audience. Chances are there's nothing new that's going to come out of my face today. But maybe, just maybe, Jake and I will say it in a way that will tickle their ears. That will make this conversation memorable. So hang on to your seatbelts. Here we go. Man, Jake, where do I start? At the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> you, see, you see, I'm one of those guys that knows what it's like to climb that mountain of ambition and success. Get to the top. Enjoy the view for a while, only to come crashing down, crashing down, spiraling down, losing everything that I'd ever worked for in a blink of an eye. And you're right. I, I was lucky enough to build a thriving physical therapy practice, a thriving one. I was doing okay. And I'll never forget this. It was May 2016. We were on the second floor of my loft studio celebrating, celebrating clanging those champagne glasses, which were really filled with Diet Coke and ginger ale. <laughs> Celebrating clanging those champagne glasses because we had reached a phenomenal goal, a goal that we were striving for, and we got it. We were doing okay. But a week later, 168 hours after that moment in time of celebration, I was shockingly diagnosed with cancer. And I was forced to live in the hospital immediately for supervision, evaluation, and chemotherapy treatments right out of the blue. And like you said, to add injury to the, <laughs> to add salt to the wound, I even lost my ability to walk. And I was stuck in a wheelchair for the next three years. And that was my 2016. My 2017 wasn't any easier. It was filled with tumor removal surgeries, hospital discharges, in-home faintings, 911 calls, hospital readmissions, <laughs> cancer, false spreading, <laughs> cancer, cancer, false spreading alarms, which was my favorite bump in the road. I couldn't catch a break. And then 2018 rolled around, and it's ironic. I am a physical therapist. 
I had to relearn how to walk. 2018 mm -hmm. was filled with my one goal, my hunger to get back on my feet again, to graduate from that wheelchair into a walker and to two canes and to one cane eventually with the hope of triumphantly walking on my own alongside my friends and family again. But, but as, as crazy as that may sound, as hard as that may sound, that was the easy part, Jake. I was living in five different hospitals. Actually, Lena and I'm going to share this with you. <laughs> I, was leading, I was living in five different hospitals between 2016 and 2018. And Jake, my very, very first cancer doctor, let's call him Dr. K. Dr. K gave up on me. He told my family, he told myself that I was terminal and that there was nothing else that they could do for me him or the hospital, and that, they, and that they were going to transfer me to the palliative care unit to ensure that I'd be comfortable and pain-free in my remaining days. Jake, when I heard that, it's like a sword came and just swiped me at the knees and cut me at the legs. But after wallowing and saying, why me, and having self-pity for about five minutes, I promised myself that if I am going to die, if I'm going out, if I am going to die, I'm going to do one more. I have one more goal that I wanted to do. And it's that blog that you and I were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. See, the purpose of that blog, what I wanted to do was I wanted to collect the nuggets and information that I had acquired with my time on this planet so I could leave it behind for my younger family members. At the time, I had a six-year-old nephew, a five- and three-year-old niece, two brand-new-born twins, which I knew I wasn't going to get a chance to see grow up. And I wanted to create this blog so I could leave these nuggets behind for them so I could still be a part of their lives after I had passed away. And that's why I created the blog in the first place. But... <laughs> But it looks like the joke's on me. If I can fast forward us to September 2018, I was under the care of a brand new cancer medical team at a different hospital. And they did everything they could to fight for me. They tried everything, everything. They never gave up on me. But September 2018 rolled around and they stamped me cancer free and told me to go live my life. Hmm. And number two, that blog we're talking about, thepositivedrip.com, <laughs> has accidentally trickled across the planet and developed a global readership. And that was never the plan. That was never, never the plan. And three, uh, an online community has developed and is walking alongside that blog. It's, it's so humbling. It really is. But I, but I think the reason that blog has taken off is because I invited people into that really vulnerable, vulnerable part of my life where I learned these words, inadequate, insignificant, invisible, alone, lonely, scared, unsure, words I never knew before. I never knew these words before, ever. But, but going through my personal trial and tribulation, 
I got to know what these words meant. I got to feel these words. I got to live these words. These words almost buried me. But I think it's these words that I've openly shared is what relates with a lot of people out there on the planet. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe that's why my blog has come to where it is today. But it was never, ever my ambition or goal to do that. I just wanted to leave something behind for my family members so I could still be a part of their lives after I had passed away. But I guess jokes on me, someone else had other plans. I'm still here and you and I get to share a few minutes together. <laughs> yeah, no, isn't that fantastic? And I think, you know, I mean, also what the blog kind of was in a way, it's like, and I have only had, I'm not gonna say I've read, I'm not gonna lie to have, I've read every article that would take me, there's a lot of them, you know, going back to um, 2016, there's a lot of them there. And it, it, it kind of looks like to me, you know, it was almost like documenting along the way, you know, what, what you know, the journey of kind of what happened to you, as well as like it was almost like um, a public diary, if you will. Uh, and, I, and I can postulate that's probably why it took off so well, because, of course, there are millions of people around the world that have dealt with or know someone that's dealing with cancer, whether they're going through it at the time, whether they're, you know, a survivor of it or anything like that. And, and just seeing something else that you just put it all out there, you were completely open, you know, you went completely vulnerable, completely exposed your yourself and put your mind out there in the blog. And, and there's nothing like authenticity in that and that people might have been going through it or knew someone going through it could align with that. And then I guess what you really did, Nelson, was you created something that was, bigger than yourself and 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 larger than yourself as it, as it expanded and, and went all around the universe? Yes, it definitely was an accident. This was never my plan. But you know and I know this, Jake. Everybody, every single human being on the planet has gone through adversity. And every single person on the planet has a story. We all have a story. Me, you, everybody. And it's up to us to share our stories of shortcomings, failures, pain, hurt, loss, and victories. Because our story, maybe, just maybe our story might be the story that'll help other people believe that they can climb out of whatever hole they're currently stuck in. And I never believed that up until I created this blog. And, and how dare I stop doing what, I've, what I'm doing? And it is really, really amazing because there are a couple of times that I have forgotten or I've been behind with my monthly blog. Mm. And I've gotten an email from somebody from Indonesia, India, Germany, uh, California, Mexico, checking in on me saying, are you okay? How's your journey going? Are you, are you okay? And it's, it really blew me away that someone's reading the stuff I'm writing. I was terrified to write that blog, terrified, because people were going to read it people were probably going to critique it and i'm not a, and i'm not a writer i'm and i'm probably one of the most private people you'll ever meet mm -hmm. but that blog happened happened by accident but it's it's here now and and how dare i stop doing what i'm doing yeah and why would you want to you know why would you want it you've created something that's beautiful that a lot of people get a lot of benefit from and and it's just growing all the time and it will continue to grow how let's fast forward to today you know what's your health like today on the on the it's the 10th here it would still be the ninth there no it'd be the 10th there now because it's just gone midnight 
here on the 10th of January. What's your, what's your health like today? Well, I am. it's funny how you should ask. I had just done a cancer follow-up appointment uh, two Fridays ago, and my blood tumor markers show I'm perfectly still cancer-free in the best position ever. Secondly, I'm no longer in a wheelchair. <laughs> uh, I graduated from the cane. I, I left it in 2020. And 2021, I'm, I'm on my two legs by myself. Uh, I'm walking. I haven't ran yet. That's, that's, that's my next. That's my next. That's my next mm -hmm. goal. Mm -hmm. But 2021, I'm finally <laughs> completely standing on my own two feet. I went from Marcy. the wheelchair to a walker to two canes to one cane. And now I've, that one cane is sitting back there by the door, nowhere near me. And I'm planning on keeping it there for the next, the next year and the next, the next remaining days of my life. Thanks for asking. No worries. And it's, you know, it brings a whole new meaning to the phrase "walk before you can run" for for someone like you. Like, excuse me, what what age are you, Nelson? You're not going to believe this. I'm fifty-two, right, Austin? Fifty-two. This is this is this is this hey, is buddy. this is the magic behind the blog, and I'll tell you about it later. Oh, really? On. This is oh, awesome, Austin. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I was going to ask about the technical end of the blog in a minute, actually. But at 52 years old, I mean, it's it's really interesting, isn't it? Because when we learn to walk as as toddlers, you know, kind of two, three, something like that. I, I don't know. I haven't had kids, so I don't know what the exact age is, but it's somewhere around there. It's not something you ever remember. It's something that's innate to you. It's an instinctive thing. You keep just trying and trying until, you know, you get it. But then to learn to do that again in your early 50s like what was the kind of process of that and and what were like it might sound like a silly question in a way but as someone who's not done it and maybe the audience won't have done it either like what's the kind of challenges in it the biggest what's the hardest part oh jake the hardest part the hardest part is in your brain you're saying walk but your body is saying no, mm. you know, and that was that was the hardest part because when when you're so used to to being on your own, independent, making up your own mind, doing your own things, this was the very first time where I couldn't help myself, and and <laughs> Jake, have you ever used this tool called mental imagery or visualization? Yes, yeah, so I use it often. Well, when I was in the hospital living there, I would go through mental imagery and I would, while I was lying in that hospital bed, I refused to let my mind be a prisoner of the hospital. And I let my, my mind roam freely, pretending I was living a typical Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, going through the conversations, the arguments that I'd be having with people, the you know, things that I would do on a normal basis. I would be tricking my body that I was out in the world living instead of in that hospital bed slowly dying. And I took that, that principle of mental imagery and visualization 
And during those times where I couldn't walk, when I was stuck, I couldn't walk, I would mentally visualize myself walking. And every year there's this cancer walk that we have. It's a one kilometer walk. The first walk that we did, my friends and family participated and I was in a wheelchair. But everybody who came, they all took turns pushing me like a relay and I was the baton for that one kilometer walk till we got to the finish line. Man, I'll never forget that. And I promised myself, I promised myself that one day I'm gonna be on my feet again, I'm gonna walk. And I spent, I spent every single day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, bedtime, breakfast, lunch, dinner, bedtime, imagining that I was walking, walking these certain streets, mm. <clears throat> seeing myself, seeing the people around me, my friends and family walking beside me, imagining what it would sound like. And then just, just last week, after New Year's, we, we did it. We, we went down the street that I imagined. We were socially distanced because of this crazy COVID chaos. Of course. <laughs> but we walked down the street. But I had already been there before in my mind. And you know this, anything ever created in the world is born twice. Once in Absolutely. the mind, and then once in the world. And then it was born at second time, it came to fruition on January 3rd, 2021. Man, this mental imagery is a powerful tool. I'm no expert at it. But I'm still here, I'm walking, and if there's anyone listening out there, I urge you to tap into your imagination and your brain, because you don't realize how powerful it is. You know, you might think it's a little voodoo, woohoo, kind of way out there, but when you're stuck, when you're facing adversity, looking up that mountain of perceived cants and impossibilities, you're willing to dip into your toolbox, dig deep and find what's in there that you can use to get back to the life that you want and the, and the life that you led. And I used that mental imagery to one, convince myself I was living instead of dying while I was in that hospital. And I think it helped me, it helped me get on my feet, even though it took a, it took a while. And, mm. and can I share one more story of mental imagery, Jake? Is that okay with you? Share as many as you like, my friend. <laughs> Have you ever played a game called Pac-Man? Yes, of course. <laughs> Love a bit of Pac-Man. <laughs> I'm sure there are people out there watching this that have played Pac-Man. You know how you have that Pac-Man going along the screen, eating up those dots? Walk and 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 walk, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would be lying in that hospital bed, imagining that I had a Pac-Man in my body, walking around, eating up those cancer cells. And I did that. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, bedtime, during chemotherapy appointments. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, bedtime. Pac-Man eating up my cancer cells. Walk, 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 walk. I know it sounds silly, but when you're on the way out, you just do anything you can to give your chance, to give yourself a chance to win. And and mental imagery. And you, like I said, we both know this sentence: everything is born twice, once in the mind and once in the world. And you and I are living proof that that sentence is real. Absolutely right. And I think I, I like to think of my mind as um, I call it the garden of my mind, particularly when I'm journaling and writing about it. And that's where you plant the seeds for the things that then grow 
and and you know you, you can't just forget about them then it, it takes constant time space repetition you know you have to nurture them just like plants you have to water them they have to have adequate oxygen adequate sunlight you know you can't just plant it there and then forget about it it has to be thought again and again and again and and that's exactly what you did nelson and and I would hazard to say it's interesting. I've got a friend called George coming on that podcast in a couple of days, and he's a personal trainer. And we're going to be talking about the connection between the mental and the physical. And in fact, that you've, if you've got a, a strong, healthy mind, that pertains you to not certainly and absolutely, but it certainly goes hand in hand with having a, a fit and healthy body. And when you were in a space of not having a fit and healthy body, you kept actually managed to keep your mind healthy and strong and kept the visualization going. And I just wonder if. I wonder two things. One, if you'd if you'd be in front of me right now and we'd be having this conversation, if you hadn't have done that, and two, if you did, you know, would you have would you have you know learned to walk again? Essentially, it's an interesting you know, thing. To you know about. what, Jake? Forgive me. You cut out there. Can you just ask me those two questions again, please? Yeah, sorry. What I was, what I was trying to say is, I wonder if if you hadn't have kept your mind healthy and strong and done the visualization, if you would in fact still be here right now, and if you would have learned to walk. Oh man, that's that's a really good question. And, and I guess it's one we can't answer, right? But yes, yes, I. You know, I was foolish enough to believe in the impossible. I I just suspended my disbelief long enough for my my craziness to believe in mental imagery to work, and I used it. You know, uh, we've all been taught through courses that, that there's a mind, body, spirit connection that's out there. And to me, those were just words on a page. But then now I'll be the first one to tell anyone that it's very possible. And, and you know, you, you've probably heard this. You know, one of the best lines I've ever heard, ever, ever heard, is that our imagination, our imagination is the preview of our life's coming attractions. Our imagination is the preview of our life's coming attractions. And I sold out to that sentence and I believed it. You know, um, like I said, I'm not an expert in this, but I'm still alive. I'm walking. It must have worked. And I'm <laughs> and I get to share my story. You know? And look, thank, yeah, I thank, thank goodness. It, thank goodness it did, because. The impact, you know, that you've now had with, with the blog and, and with the YouTube channel, people would have been starved of that. People wouldn't have, you know, the way that you've helped others and the world needs more people like that who are willing to go out there and be, you know, a bit exposed, a bit vulnerable, but in sharing their story, particularly when it's something difficult and hard, because like you said earlier in the podcast, we've all been through something. We're all probably going through something. If not, we are going to go through something at some point. And just having someone that you can check in with now and again in any format, you know, be that audio, video or written, um, to join them along their journey. It's it's just, it's such a, a resounding, helpful thing to anyone who's, who's in, a, in, a, in a situation of strife and, and struggle. Yes, yes, I, I totally agree. But the one mm. thing I really have to stress is that I am a product of every single relationship, interaction and friendship I've ever had. I did not get to where I am today all by myself. And the support that I got during this difficult moment in time was amazing, phenomenal. Your friends, the ones that bleed for you, the ones that give you their time, the ones that stay with you overnight because you think you're not going to. 
you're not going to make it through the night. And my biggest fear was that I was going to die alone in that hospital room. And we had friends take shifts overnight to stay with me overnight. When my mom, God, God bless my mom, she came to the hospital every single day. My sister would drive her into work, drive my mom in for 9 a.m. My mom would stay till 7, Monday through Friday. She stood by me the whole time. And when she couldn't be there, my friends and family took shifts to hang out with me overnight just to make sure that if I did die, I wouldn't, I w I wouldn't be alone. Mm. I yeah, wouldn't be alone. That's fantastic. You had such great family and friends around, you know, it's what you need in times like that. Absolutely. But yes. You, you're through the other side now, and, and this story does have a good ending because you're still here, you're walking, you're happy, you have a good spirit about you, you have good energy, you certainly brought good energy to this podcast. Excuse me, there's people being loud outside the window. <laughs> that happens. This is live. This is live. But tell me that the podcast, as a man, and, and don't get me wrong here, I'm not saying that this wouldn't be a, a thing that's possible for you to do, but most men of around 50 wouldn't really know how to start a blog off their own back, certainly not a YouTube channel that's a little bit more to it. Now, you're, I assume that was your, your son there that just popped in on the video, and you said that, he helped you get together. That, that was my nephew. That was my, my nephew. Okay. He's, yeah, he's, 10 yeah. years, he's 10 years old now. But like I said, this positive drip blog which has somehow got gotten our paths to cross that we're talking about right now it was an accident it was an accident it was never my plan and i was gonna upload my very very first blog article my first my very first one but i was terrified jake i was terrified and my nephew at the time was six years old he saw me at my laptop and he just walked up to me and through the eyes of a child he asked me, he goes, what's wrong? And I told him that I'm having trouble uploading my blog sheet. And then he looked at me and he says, it's easy. All you have to do is press the send button. And then he took his six-year-old finger, leaned over the laptop, and he pressed that send button. <laughs> and in a blink of an eye, thepositivedrip.com entered cyberspace and became real. So that blog that we're talking about, that's getting all this attention, I can't even take credit for. My nephew, Awesome Austin, is really the star behind this thing. If it wasn't for him, this would have never happened. I would have probably still been sitting there today wondering, should I press it or should I not press it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't yes. even take credit for it. Sometimes when you just need that push over the edge or you don't want to take the action, someone else just takes it for you. So. Yeah, shout out, shout out to what you said. His name is Austin. Yes, awesome. Austin's his name. Shout out to awesome Austin. Lots <laughs> of lots, lots of love going out to him, man. What a what a spectacular young man. And who knows? Maybe you, maybe he'll even write his own blog one day. Maybe Jake. You never know. It's funny how life unfolds. It is. It is. And then tell me along the way. Obviously, it's grown from there. It's a really good looking site. There's there's a lot to it. Do you kind of run that end yourself, or do you have someone that take care of it for you, or does your nephew still help you with it? <laughs> he's <laughs> he's he's 10 years old now my nephew but what i do is i i create the content whatever thoughts that i'm feeling i'll put it on paper i'll put it aside i'll come back to it later edit it and then what i'll do is i'll i have <laughs> yes huh? i'm not uh, i'm no longer in the, in the 30 years old club i'll have the younger family members of mine who know how to use 
technology and then they'll upload all my blog articles they'll upload all my youtube videos and awesome austin is my proofreader so he's the one who makes sure that uh, i don't sound like an illiterate person to the world you still so got I, a very very key job there <laughs> so I, I i get a lot of help from everybody the, the, Truth is, if you hang around with me long enough, you'll find out there's a lot of things I suck at. But, but the truth is, uh, I'm 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 strong enough to ask for help, and without them, my message couldn't come out to the world. That's the why, you know. But there's all things that we suck at, all things that we're not good at, and it's all about asking for help so you can remain strong, not because you think you're weak. You know, that's how that's how we get better. It's how we grow. It's how we develop. You know, everyone has their strengths and skills. And I truly believe that every single person you meet in life has something to teach you, whether it's a positive or a negative, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, whether it's sometimes a thing that you'd actually rather forget that they taught you. Everyone still has some value for each other. And of course, you know, even us ourselves, it works back the other way. We have value for other people as well. So yes. I dare say there's many things you've taught awesome Austin as well as him teaching you a few things as well. Thanks, Jake. But I, I don't know if you know this, or maybe I think you do. My father just passed away December 16th, before Christmas, 2020. And my dad, my dad was living proof that dreams can come true. He started out with humble beginnings, left his homeland, the Philippines, to come to Canada, to chase a better life for a family that he didn't have yet. And, and I watched him, I watched him weather every single storm that life threw at him. He never once complained. He never blamed anyone. He never made excuses. He just sat, he figured out how to overcome, how to win. And I watched him do it. And because of him, I'm the man that I am today. And that's him in the picture behind me. That's my dad, Mr. Gregorio Beltajar. And if it wasn't for him there and my mom, if it wasn't for him and my mom, there'd be no me, there'd be no sister. I wouldn't have my sister. There'd be no positivedrip.com. There'd be no podcast appearances and 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 my voice, my message may never have gotten out into the world. Mm. So so all credit goes to my dad. He's the dreamer of all dreamers. And he's living sure? proof that dreams can come true. And thank you, you sure? for letting me use your platform to, to give honor to my dad, Mr. Gregorio Beltajar. Thank you, Jake. It's my absolute pleasure. I'd let you do that all day if you wanted to. I really would. And, you know, I said before off camera, but I do say my condolences, my love, and my blessings to you and all your family. I'm sure it's a difficult time, you know. Particularly any time of the year is difficult to lose someone, but at Christmas, you know, I can imagine that's very difficult. Now, Going back to what we kind of said earlier about things happen twice, thoughts, you know, in come from start once here and then they come out twice here. You know, you could say that your father there, when he was in the Philippines, he had this thought of going to Canada and starting a new life. And there he planted the seed and then that flourished to today to exactly what you are, you know, your, your mother, your sister, and all those great things. So it really is a true testament to what we've been saying. You know, everything that you see around you comes from thought, this computer screen we're both working with, the cameras, you know, the headphones you're, you've got in right now. Everything started from the thought right here. Yes. And I think um, 
it's, it's a super, super powerful thing that a lot of people don't think about. Everyone thinks everyone thinks, but and of course they do, but I think you have to be careful what you plant in the garden of your mind because it can, of course, work both ways if you focus too much on the things that you don't want to have in your life. You can end up with more of them. Yes, yes, yes. We are a product of the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves. And, and Henry Ford was right. If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So, Love you know, I, yeah. I, I know, I know I'm preaching to the choir. Hmm. Now, tell me, what does, you know, do you have, do you, I know you had a business before um, you got sick. Did you, what do you do now? Do you, do you still work now? Do you have the business? Did you keep that going? Did that <clears throat> happen there? Well, <laughs> it's funny how, how things unfold. Yes, I had that physical therapy studio. I had to close it. I had to shut it down because I physically couldn't be there. Hmm. But because of the trials and tribulations that I've gone through, somehow my, me and the blog and, and everything has evolved myself into becoming an empowerment coach, life coach, some kind of resilience expert. And it's a shame that you have to go through the fire for people to want to actually listen to what you have to say. But, but, but I can honestly tell you that if I never got sick, I would have been, I would have still been living that life. I would have still been living, living being a physical therapist. But because I got sick, I tell everyone this, if I never got sick with cancer, I would have never come up with the positive drip.com. Never, never. But I honestly feel that I'm in the exact place where I need to be right now. It, it was a, a tough, a tough road to get here. I don't wish it on anyone. But, but there's a sentence that has been tattooed on my brain since I was a kid, and I've had it written on the wall since I might have been 10 years old, and this sentence is, gems, precious gems, can't be polished without friction, nor human beings without trials and tribulations. And maybe this is the thing I had to go through to become the man that I am today and to function the way that I'm functioning in the world today. And I'm okay with that. Mm. It's a good thing to make peace with because I understand actually to start with, but then to, to, to make peace with and actually move forward with that in your mind. It's actually a great saying, isn't it? I've heard of a similar saying and it's like, it says that um, life is like a grindstone and you can either let it polish you or, or just disintegrate you. Uh, and it's a similar, similar kind of thing, you know. It's however you, however you choose to use all the things that you've been through, all the experiences you've had. You know, some of them terrible, traumatic, or for some of them great, fantastic, brilliant. And then how you choose to let them mould you and and be a part of your future, because all we really have is the moment that we're in right now. The past is already done; it cannot be changed. The future is tomorrow. We don't really have any control over it in the moment, but. Um, you know, everything we kind of are working or thinking about working towards is, is made in the present. And, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's all kind of wrapped up in, in the same things there. I want to talk about the word hustle, Nelson, and um, it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. We kind of typically associate the word hustle with, with maybe business or entrepreneurship, and that's generally the kind of topic we, 
we go with in this podcast. But really, Hustle is, it seems to me that it, it's something a bit different for you. Can you hear me there? Uh, forgive me, Jake. I, I didn't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. Good, good. Um, talking about the word hustle, and, you know, we usually talk about it in the context of business and entrepreneurship, but it really means a whole different thing to you, I imagine, because you actually had to hustle for your life. You know, some people have to hustle for a job, some people have to hustle for a living or, you know, to put food on the table. But I'd love to know, like, how would you define the word hustle and, and what really drove your hunger for that hustle throughout your your health struggle? Yes, yes. I And I love the title of your podcast, The Hunger for the Hustle. I, I love it. I can't that take word... credit for it. Les Brown gave me it. <laughs> oh, well, hey, hey. All right. The <laughs> hunger. <clears throat> Hustle, hustle to me, it means driven. Hustle is, hustles when you do small, specific, undying, committed actions geared towards your specific goal, dream, or destination. You're driven. It is something that you just do because you got to get there. The hustle for it, the hustle. But then that word hunger you marry the hunger with the hustle is even more powerful. It's one thing to be willing to do the things you need to do to go get what you need to go get. But you combine that with the hunger, the undying, the undying ability to not give up and quit. You'd be surprised what you can do. You can move mountains. And that word hustle is, is, is very, very dear to my heart because uh, it's, it's been a part of my vocabulary since I was a kid. Hustle and driven. And and it, it and it's one of the reasons what what led me to want to contact you to be a part of your show. I'm really glad you did because we've had a really really good chat here today, and I'm sure the audience are going to enjoy it too. You know, this goes on multiple platforms, um, so there's lots of ways people can watch and interact with it, whether that be voice or audio or. Uh, sorry, video or audio. So I'm sure they're going to love this. Um, and getting towards the end, there's a couple more things that I'd like to ask you. My first thing I'd love to ask you is what was your, I know you said when you started the positive drip, you never intended it to be what it's become, you know, and you clearly created something that's uh, bigger than yourself, you know, in a way you've created something that's much bigger than what you are. And it's just, you know, imagine if you'd have to physically go out and interact with the amount of people all around the world that you've had an effect on, it would take you years. Um, and it will cost you a lot of money. <laughs> but yeah. what are your goals? What are your goals and aspirations for the future of the positive drip now? You know, where do you see it heading and where do you want to take it? Or are you just letting it coast as it is? Well, as you can see, and as we've talked about, that blog, thepositivedrip.com, has has created a place where people can come to. People that have felt that their glass is half empty or if ever they're running low on on energy or when they just feel that they're at the end of their rope because I think that blog is is a, a place where people can come to to feel uplifted and self-esteemed and feel like a part of something and not be alone and feel lonely going through whatever they're going through because like we said before right it's our story my story everybody's story when they see other people are succeeding in the same struggle there that they're dealing with they may believe just for a second that it's possible for them to win too. 
and I will keep, I will keep writing that blog. How dare I stop? But one thing I never, ever expected to happen, that blog has evolved into, <laughs> has evolved into creating a course that is our signature course called the, the High Performance Student Training Program, where we specialize in bridging the gap between the uncertainty and awkwardness of adolescence on one side and personally productive adulthood on the other, entertainingly sharing information that, that traditional school conveniently forgot to teach us or teach you or teach them. And you know, principles of productivity, uh, the power of protecting your attitude, the power of polishing up your voice, you know, um, so many, so many different things. And it's evolved into that. And like I said, I never th ever thought this would happen, but it is, and it's unfolding. I can't stop it. And, and I don't want to, because you know, when, when it's all said and done, if, if, if I can give one person hope out there to believe in believing, then I've done my job. Well, let me tell you, you've given me that today. So mission complete on that front and just keep rolling with it. You know, you've done it to hundreds, if not thousands more people around the world. So, and like you say, I mean, how dare you stop? <laughs> it's not going to stop. It's going to be uh, something that I, I think you're going to continue for the rest of your long, healthy life, I'm sure. Oh, thank you, Jake. Long, healthy life from your mouth to God's ears. <clears throat> exactly. Right. I, I, I just dropped in the comments here um, Nelson's website and his YouTube channel, The Positive Drip, if anyone wants to find that. Nelson, before we close out, this might be a little bit off script. I'm not sure if um, I got this over to you beforehand, but I've just thought of it. And I kind of asked for three hot tips at the end of the podcast with my guests. And I'd love to ask you from a perspective of, and this is, it could be a bit of a difficult question, but I think it could have a lot of value for the audience. Anyone that's in that position now, that's perhaps just been diagnosed with cancer or is dealing with it right now in the moment, if you could give them like three tips coming from a place of someone who's got through it, who is a survivor, what perhaps would they be? Sure, sure, Jake. You know, and let me let let me address the people beyond cancer, anyone that's going through any kind of hardship of adversity. The first thing is to accept that it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to get help. If it's to be, it's up to me. It doesn't have to be your motto. Like I said, I am a product of every single friendship, relationship, interaction I've ever had. And I wouldn't be where I am today without them. And two, oh man, the one thing, the one thing that you completely control is your attitude. Your attitude. Do everything you can to protect it. You know that saying, right? One positive person walks into a room with four negative people. What happens? Five negative people end up walking out. You know, do everything you can, everything you can to protect your attitude. And what I did was I'd read from a positive mental attitude book. You know, I, I, I'd read stories of people who had survived, who had, who had conquered any kind of tribulation that they had to go through. And when I was tired of reading, I would, I would listen to stuff. And for those of you that don't want to read, I get it. I totally get it. I would listen. I would plug into an audio podcast. I would listen to uh, a YouTube video. I would listen to stuff that would empower me, empower me 
to make me believe that, yes, it's possible I can win. And thirdly, surround yourself with people that truly want to see you win and are willing to help you win. Stay away from those who say no, don't, won't, can't, who criticize, complain, and condemn. You know, you probably have friends and family who are like that. And you know what? The bottom line is just say, look, I love you, you know, but I don't want to see you until maybe January 30th, 2050. <laughs> right? And, yeah. and, and if I may squeeze one more nugget, as you Please. know, as you know, I was almost ushered off this planet. And when I was living in that hospital, in fact, all five hospitals, I was surrounded by, by death and sickness 24-7. And the biggest lesson that I had learned or come to realize was that the biggest lie, the, the, big, the biggest lie we've all been led to believe is that we have time and that we have a long list of some days and an unlimited amount of I'll do it later opportunities. And that's wrong. My dad, my dad, Mr. Gregorio Beltajar, he taught us, he taught us never, never, never put off what you could do today for an unguaranteed tomorrow. And, and it, it echoes in my mind. And I hang on to that sentence. And the truth is, we got tons of distractions, me, you, and everyone on the planet. And it's up to us. It's up to us to not let the distractions win. A distraction is anything that pulls us away from that path to achievement and success. But we have to not let the distraction win. So that way we can spend our time chasing our, our personal check marks. So that way when we do end up passing away, we can die empty, taking no unfinished earthly business with us to the grave like my dad did and if i can do that then congratulations and if you and your viewers can do that congratulations you win and i promise you i promise you you will inspire the people around you to chase their own personal greatness just such fantastic words you've you've really inspired me you know i was feeling a little bit it'd be easy for me to skive off going to the gym this afternoon right something i love to do it's very important for my physical and mental health and particularly having the past time that we've had where we haven't been able to do that it's 35 degrees out do i want to do it no have i just got back from two days of cycling yes am i tired yes but because of your words that you've just said do not put off something today for an uh, let me just let me just make sure I get it right. Do not put off something that you could do today for an unguaranteed tomorrow. I'm going to go and smash the hell out of that, Jim. So thank you, Nelson. You've inspired me. And I hope that has inspired some of the audience, whether you're listening, folks, now, live or later. I believe, Nelson, and, and this is, I'm going to end up on this. This is a strange note, but it's something I was thinking, as you said, like the things you went through there, Obviously, I would in no way wish to blame them on you or anyone else that's ever listening to this or anyone on this earth. But I truly believe it wasn't your time, Nelson. There's a reason that you are still here. And it could just be that that reason is the positive drip. And I think it's a, a strange but quite interesting thing to, to think about.
Oh, thank you, Jake. Thank you very much, Jake. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. You're a great man doing great things, and I can't wait to see more of them. I'm actually going to stay, stay on off camera. I want to talk to you about um, something which I think could be um, very special to, to, to grow the positive drip. Folks, thanks for listening. This was episode 75. I'll be back tomorrow. I think I'm doing about four episodes tomorrow. It's a busy day and a busy time for podcasting. I'm full of the hunger for the hustle. I keep delivering these episodes to you guys because you love them. And if you do love them, please share them with people that you love. That's how it grows. That's how we spread the love. So thank you all so much for listening, whatever platform you're listening on. Much love to you all. Have a great day, evening, night, whatever time it is, wherever you is. Wherever you is, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Stay hungry. Keep hustling.